Covington Catholic. That is the subject this week. Covington Catholic. What events transpired, what the news spun, and where we stand and why we're all doomed. That's what we're talking about. So get ready and tighten your seatbelts because this this is Fritzcast. It is Fritzcast and it's Wednesday, January 23rd, 2019. And guys, welcome to another edition of the Fritzcast. You know, this is the interesting point in the new year because I'm sitting here and it's the new year and I'm like, well, you know, it's still January. This is actually kind of dragging, right? And I'm sure in like a month or two I'll be like, wow, time's whipping by and, and things will get busy again for sure. But right now, it seems like things are dragging, and it is also cold as balls outside. It is so cold outside that uh, Monday, when I left here, I I was working a double on Monday, so I left the house at 7 o'clock-ish, got to work at 7.30, stepped outside of my car at 7.40, and walking to my car to the front door of work, it's not, you know... It's not a hike. It's not a long process, but let me tell you, it, it was not even it was not even ten seconds outside of the car. So windy. The the, the actual temperature degree outside was like fourteen. I think that's how cold it was. And the wind was blowing. It was one of those instances where like my I my I could feel my contacts on my eyeballs. And it hurt. It gave me a headache. I got a headache within 10 seconds and all walking up towards the front door of the building until I actually set foot in the building and there was no wind and no cold air anymore. And then the pain that I felt quickly subsided. But it was one of those instances where like, you experience a pain and you didn't even know you could experience pain there. That's how it felt. That's really how it felt. It felt like, oh, crap, that that can apparently hurt, and ow, it does. Even had a scare yesterday, waking up again, going to a double, because um, I, I went in the, we went into the bathroom and tried to turn on the hot water line, and uh, water wasn't coming out. That's a new experience for me, you know? Kind of uh, off-put by that, and I thought, oh, crap. I thought, here we here we go. Pipes frozen, and I thought, ah, oh, crap! If it bursts, if it busts, I mean, it it all worked out in the end. We got the problem fixed, without it being a, a devastating. At least it appears that way. Anyway, uh, and now we know. Now we know better to let the water run a little bit. But um, but like you know, that's how cold it's been here in Delaware, and. It don't get that cold like that here often. So, and I usually don't complain about the cold, but but I mean, damn. Damn. Please, damn. I don't like cold if there's nothing like snow on the ground. And, and guess what? There's there's very a few mountain of snow left from the snowstorm that just happened, which was maybe four to five inches of snow. 
and I don't think there's any snow on the horizon. There might there might be, I don't know, but as of right now, there is no snow on the ground. So you go outside and it's cold and it's just like, ah, what the hell? Why well, why do you have to do this mother nature? You know, damn changing of the seasons and stuff. It sucks. It is what it is. And we move on. It might snow. I don't, you know, I don't know. I have today to get through and I have tomorrow's double to get through and then I'm on vacation. I'm on vacation and I am not going to think about a, a, a damn bit of work. I'm not going to think a, a damn bit about politics. I'm I'm really I'm not. I it's going to be another one of those weeks where you unplug and you decompress uh because I need it. Cuz I absolutely need it. So, I mean, I might as well throw that out there right now, but I'll remind you by the end of the episode that next week Oh man, that means next week there won't be a new Fritzcast. I know. I love you guys. I love you guys a lot. But I'm not going to do it on vacation. I might write the episode that I want to do, but I'm not going to actually do it on vacation. That is that is my and my darling wife's time to not think about crap like this. And so that's what we're going to do. I'll have some important announcements, uh, too, coming up soon. But I can't reveal anything just yet. Just have to throw that little teaser out there that soon I'll have um, an annou- a couple of different announcements uh, to put out there, but but nothing uh, concrete yet. But we're going to enjoy this vacation because as soon as we come back from vacation, my wife actually starts her schooling, and uh, I start... Well, I don't really start anything. I just go back to work. <laughs> And uh, at least I'll be able to catch the Super Bowl. And oh my, oh my God, controversy. Controversy around every corner of the NFL this year. I'm going to save NFL talk and, and Super Bowl prediction for the end of the program. Because there's some people who listen who don't want to hear the sports thing. They don't want to hear about sports ball and the Mega Bowl. Okay? You know? And if they don't want to, that's fine. And instead of making them skip ahead or whatever, you know, we'll, we'll put it at the end. So if you want to hear that, it's at the end. All right? Get over it. It's my show. Next next week, uh, like I said, on vacation, I'm actually going to be in uh, Orlando uh, Universal Studios of Florida. I'm going to be checking out, well, me and the missus. The missus really was diehard wanting to see Harry Potter World. We're gonna check out Harry Potter World, and we're gonna go to the Islands of Adventure, and we're gonna—I mean—we're just gonna have fun. We're gonna go to the outlet shops down there too. Some of my Star Wars nerdy Christmas presents came from these shops, so we all know what I'm gonna do. We all know where my mind's gonna be down there. Let's go to the Star Wars shop and see how much more money we can spend. That being said, I mean, you know, I'm still excited to see Harry Potter World. Let's not—I'm not gonna write that off. Uh, it'll be interesting to see that I've had friends go and tell me that it's quite quite a unique experience. So, I'll, I mean, I'll tell you all about it. Not next week, but the week after on an all-new FritzCast podcast. So, news updates. Obviously, we're still amidst the government shutdown that uh, people can't decide who's actually to blame for anymore. Everybody wants to say it's just Trump. It's just Trump. Being Trump, being Trump. That's that's what some people would say. However, we have uh, other people coming out of the woodwork saying that, you know, it's, it's a little bit of both sides going on. 
And I, it's not just Republicans saying that either. You have people like, uh, I don't know, Democratic presidential hopeful for 2020, uh, Tulsi Gabbard, for example. Uh, she was on uh, Jake Tapper. She had this to say about the shutdown. So I understand you don't support the offer that President Trump made, but what's your counter offer? I mean, if you want people to sit down well, look, and feel, what, 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 what do you think should happen? Yeah. Well, first of all, I don't think it should be done uh, on television. These negotiations shouldn't be done on television. We need to have adults coming together, sitting down and negotiating the issues that, that have to be addressed, the issues of border security, the issues of making sure that we've got the resources dedicated to where they need to be, and the issues that are still outstanding uh, regarding immigration and immigration reform. Some of them have been talked about, dealing with our dreamers who are still facing uncertainty, who still have... Uh, no permanency to their futures here in the, the only home that they've ever known, as well as the issue of TPS. Mm -hmm. I think there are a whole host of issues that need to be addressed, but they cannot be addressed so long as both sides are not willing to come together and have a real conversation and hash out the differences and come up with something that works best for the American people. That's interesting, though, because it's, you sound like you're not just blaming President Trump on this. You're, you're also blaming Democratic leaders in Congress. Both sides have completely hardened their positions and are unwilling to come together and work out the differences, and that's the problem here. It's the problem that we see with a lot of issues that come before us in Washington is an unwillingness to just say, hey, here's my position, here's yours, let's figure out how we can work out the differences that we can, mm -hmm. putting forward the best solution for the American people. Uh, our federal employees and contractors and their families have gone on for far too long suffering as a result of this intransigence uh, where people are putting politics before the well-being of the American people and our country. That is, I mean, just a brief, That that's brief, briefly, Tulsi Gabbard breaking away from the Chuck Schumers and the Nancy Pelosi's and maybe even the, the Elizabeth Warrens and the Kamala Harris's of the Democratic Party to say that both sides have hardened their stances. And when that happens, this is going to play into what we're going to talk about uh, in a couple minutes. But when both sides kind of like do this staunch arm folding, no, you bend, no, you bend, no, you bend, no, you bend. You know, it, 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 that type of gridlock. I, the, gridlock is a good thing when it comes to Congress and, and us creating laws and developing policies and all that. I mean, it's a good thing because it can help us in the debate. In the debate are the key words. Because right now, there is no debate going on. Right now, there literally is no debate going on. And it's amazing listening to people like Andrew Heaton, for example. I told you about him and his podcast, Something's Off. Which I still implore you, if you're not listening to it, you need to go listen to it. Brought up an excellent point on his podcast... And he talks with a variety of different comedians on po on political issues. And a lot of people are seemingly surprised that there hasn't been some kind of compromise. Like, listen, we'll provide this much money for, for border wall and border security and protection. However, let's, as a deal, we'll give you that, but you give us like decriminalized or legalized marijuana nationwide, federally. Something like that. So some big, t 
ticket item like that. I guarantee you, if the left was driving that point of like, you know what, federal, we need to federally legalize marijuana. If they had said that and said that then we'll, we'll go along and we'll give the $5 billion for the border wall and security measures and all that. You know, it's a big lump sum. It's not just wall. It's bro- it, just like Tulsi Gabbard was saying. It's border security issues, what, what, what's up with the DACA situation and the DACA kids, the Dreamers Act. You know, what, what, what's up with that? What's up with some immigration reforms? It's a whole big pack. It's not just one item. It's a whole big package of items. Which complicates things further. But, I mean, imagine if some deal got struck out like that. Like, listen, we'll cave on that, but federal, you know, legally, make make marijuana as a whole legal on a federal scale. Just give us that, because then you could walk away, as Democrats, you could walk away from that victory saying, yeah, you know what, they're building more of a border wall now, and it's $5 billion or whatever. But listen, we walked out of that with federal legalization of mar- of marijuana. So now it's not a federal issue anymore. It's a big it's a big win in the narrative against the drug war. It's a big win. It would be huge if you did that. And people would probably probably not be so hyped up on the border wall anymore. I I almost guarantee you the talk would die down because the fire would be gone. The fuel for that fire would be gone. So fast. Because of what else you're getting out of it. You, you, you legalize marijuana on a, on a federal level. Now people who are medically seeking it probably have a greater opportunity for it. But then also just recreationally. I mean, you know, the, with the, that, that, having that debate I don't know if we should legalize marijuana when we have alcohol legalized and there's so many DUIs a year and people are are getting bouts of alcoholism, which is a terrible disease, right? And it also creates uh, heart disease and liver disease and all these other diseases, right? That's what that's what liquor does. That's what alcohol does. It's legal. Everybody can, anybody over the age of uh, 18 or 21 could do it. What is it, 21? It's probably 21. This, this is what happens when you're 29 years old and you enjoy Jack Daniels. You forget when the drinking age is. 21. That would be a big victory. I'm just saying that would be a big victory, but I don't even think one Democrat's brought up the, 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 the prospect of it even. Like, you know, hey, maybe we can flirt with this idea. Not even happening. And you have so very few. Tulsi Gabbard, I would say, you know what, that, that actually is, uh, you know, that's reminiscent of uh, bravery. Stepping away from your extreme party stance to say, yeah, you know, I think we all kind of got to grow up and, you know, really figure this out. Instead of just doing news press conferences and going on TV and talking about the other side and why the other side's responsible, which is a lot of what's going on. And you know why a lot of that's going on? Because there's an election coming up in 2020. This is how this thing works, people. Everybody wants to talk about the good that the government could do. Well, the government could do good at all times instead of, I don't know, 
treating things seasonally like like it's a like it's a popularity contest for who can win over more people come election time which is exactly how i feel our atmosphere is i absolutely believe that the political atmosphere right now isn't doing anything beneficial for you and i don't care who's listening you could be a big person you could be a little person Big or little, no matter what your economic standing is or social standing is, whatever. I don't believe that any of these people that get on TV that are elected officials at this point actually even care. You're always talking. One of the big social justice warrior uh, progressive lefty talking points you always hear is that the CEO of the company is making six-figure salaries while his workers aren't even making $9 an hour. Right? That's the narrative you always hear. And if that's truly your belief, that somebody making a six-figure salary just don't care about the little man, I hate to tell you this, the people that you've elected to Congress and to the Senate and to the Presidency of the United States, all those people get paid six-figure salaries. All of them do. All of them have fancy suits and ties and uh, better cars and better health care than you. And, oh yeah, their paychecks aren't being furloughed, right? And they live in the Washington, D.C. bubble. They don't know you. What, they tweeted at you? Ooh. Ooh, I got a blue checkmark tweak for my, you know... It, it, uh, I mean, come on. Come on. I think a good to fair amount of them are out of touch as well. With the people that they represent. With the general public opinion of things. I mean, really, a lot of it is just going along with the buzz. You know? And it's dangerous behavior. Again, that's going to tie into the subject that we're going to be speaking about. It's very dangerous to just go with the popular crowd and the popular opinion. All right, that plays into why we aren't, you know, we're not a direct democracy. We're not a direct democracy, and thank God we aren't a direct democracy. Because people don't think on the outset of these things. Like, doesn't it sound great to be a direct democracy? Oh, if we had enough people to vote and they all voted the way I thought, then things could go the way that we wanted them to go. And it would be awesome because you don't have to take into consideration the losing side. You don't have to take into consideration the losers because you outnumbered them. And by the rules of of democratic fairness, you know, oh, we all voted and we all had enough votes, so uh, we win and that's the right choice. That's not the right choice. It's not the right choice. That's why I hate the word democracy. That's why I hate when everybody talks about our democracy, and this is a threat to our democracy. Because, guess what? People's rights have been trampled that way before. That's why our founding fathers didn't set this thing up to be a democracy. That's why it has 
all the inklings of a republic with democratic aspects. It was trying to take it was really trying to parse some of the best aspects of a couple different forms of government and meld them into one. Meld them into one that still would not be perfect, but would be better than the other options out there. And it's funny because some of those same principles that that were fought so hard for, that the nation was founded on, are misunderstood by people day in and day out, misconstrued by people day in and day out. And overall, there is this just sense that, that, you know, there's the sense that the phrase we the people means that whatever we want, we get. Which is, again, also, there's a deadly aspect to, to thinking that way. That's, that's ultimately why I like to look at things through this lens of stepping back away from the idea that, you know, if 51% of us say this is a good idea and 49% say it's not, or even if 51% of us say this is a good idea and only... 25 or 30% say it's not, and then the other percentage say they're unsure. I mean, people have to see the fallacy lined up in that. It's the same It's the same way there were some Supreme Court decisions that came out in the past week that I'm sure some people are upset about. Namely, the uh, the, the, the Supreme Court, I believe, upheld and allowed for the initiation of the uh, transgender limitations and, and will ban on, on military service. And I'm sure some people disagree with that. Okay? The Supreme Court ruled in a way that you may disagree with. I may disagree with it. But the way that it's set up is that that's what the Supreme Court said by this majority, and this is why, and thus it's law. And that shouldn't make people go, well, we need to get more of the right people in the Supreme Court. It should make people go, well, that's why we should have a restrained government that doesn't dive into every little thing that could potentially control aspects of your life. To that minute of a detail. It should make people skeptical of power, not not double down on the, well, we gotta get our right people in power. Because you should be thinking about, well, what happens if I don't if my people don't get in power? The problem therein, the problem that's lying there is the power. That's a lot of what Fritz cast. And me talking about politics was built on. It was built on realizing, respecting, and also speaking out against the power. I mean, we can get very... We, there's so many different arguments that we could get into. There's so many different examples we could bring up. One of my favorite arguments of all time that I had with somebody. We were talking about law. That's what we were talking about. Subject between me and a colleague of mine. Law. 
and we were talking about, in fact, marijuana legalization. And I said, yeah, marijuana should just be legalized because alcohol is legalized because the government tried making it a criminal act once with a constitutional amendment, mind you, which the majority agreed on was a good idea, the majority of the representatives. You could almost say the majority of the people were kind of on board with it, right? But what did prohibition spawn? Massive black markets, organized crime, and people still went and got alcohol. And so what did the government have to concede to? You know what? People have the right to consume alcohol if they want to consume it. That's what they had to cave on. We're, we're right there again with marijuana. You know, does it, you know, it, does somebody smoking marijuana really do anything to anybody else? No. So we're going to have to concede that point because it's not worth fining people, locking people up and trying to make this substance illegal when the act of smoking it or ingesting it isn't causing any harm to anybody other than the willing party who's partaking in it. Now, my buddy argued that because it's not law and it's not agreed on, that it, it shouldn't be legalized. And it should remain against the law. And I asked him how he felt about prohibition. And he said, well, prohibition was in the past. He goes, prohibition's in the past. Alcohol is legal now. And I said, there's history right there. History right there in front of your face. Prohibition against alcohol didn't work. Why would it work against any other drug? For real. Why would it work against any other drug? And then people wanted to get... He got into the f- this this argument. He brought this up. He said, if you legalize marijuana, what's stopping you from legalizing the rest of it? And I said, what's the, what's the point in, in making it criminal? People are going to do it. All right, heroin's been illegal for quite some time. Guess what? People still do it. And honest to God... I don't smoke pot. I don't like heroin. I don't like the idea of hard, of harder drugs. I don't. A lot of people don't. And guess what would happen if you decriminalized and legalized most of them? The people that had no interest in them still aren't going to have an interest in them. It's not like I'm going to magically go, oh, you know what? Heroin's legal now. I think I'm going to shoot up. Because I don't care. I because re- I, I don't care. I, I I don't. And what am I going to stop? What am I going to do to stop Jimmy across the street from shooting up heroin if he wants to? It's illegal right now. If Jimmy down the street wants to wants to shoot up heroin, though, he'll find some way to get heroin. He'll use it, and then he'll get caught and go to jail. And we'll waste money. We'll waste money. We'll throw money around and waste it talking about how we're going to help Jimmy. Get a better life while doing nothing else for him. We'll keep him locked up. He'll serve his sentence. He'll get out. And then if Jimmy didn't learn from his life lesson right then, he's just going to go get heroin again. And we're going to repeat this cycle. It's what we've been doing. And it's dumb. But my friend did not want to concede that prohibition was wrong because it was agreed upon as law. 
And I asked him, you know, I asked him his, because he's a Christian fella, mind you, I asked him his thoughts on abortion. He said, abortion is wrong. I said, yeah, sure. I believe that there are aspects to abortion that are absolutely wrong. I believe that. He's dead set against abortion. I said, so what do you feel about law right now that, that says abortion's legal? He goes, well, we got to change it. I'm like, well, then what is your argument? Because you're trying to change law already that you don't agree with, but you're saying that it's law. It's law. It's law. It's been written in the books. It's been agreed upon by the majority. So that, may, there, that therefore, makes it law, and that makes it good, right? There's the fallacy. Just because everybody says that it's okay, just because everybody agrees on it, doesn't mean that it is... What's the word I'm looking for? Moral. Stop getting hung up on whether the majority of people agreeing with something makes it moral or not. Because that's not true. Now, this brings me to the big topic of the week, the Covington Catholic School the boys in the MAGA hats, the big controversy that went on and how the news lied about it, according to some of you, how the news spun it irresponsibly, according to some of you, and uh, how the left tried to destroy these boys, according to some of you. This is just, these are observations of different uh, different opinions that I read on Twitter, by the way, and social media, and on news publications. And I told you guys, I think I told you guys last episode, I, I, I follow a plethora of different ideologies on Twitter. I don't try to build my own echo chamber so that people can validate my opinion on things. I like to get the other side of the story, all right? I like to hear the Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez's and, and those of her devout followers all right, I love to hear them about why 70 why 70% tax rates are a good idea. Hint, they're not. But I like hearing their side anyway. I like being able to hear it out at least anyway and their reasoning for it and then and then I can go, "Eh, you haven't convinced me. I think that's wrong." That's the that's what that's what politics and debate is supposed to be, isn't it? Where I go, "Okay, you want 70% tax rates." I think that's nuck and futz, and I won't support it. That That's how that works. Now, this video, the, the video that emerged initially by a Twitter account that has since been suspended from Twitter, uh, I believe the initial video was literally just these group of boys in MAGA hats, or at least some of them had the Make America Great Again hats, and an Indian drummer a Native American Indian drummer, banging on a drum, and they just kind of sat there and smirked at him. That was the initial video. That was the initial sparked outrage of, you know, oh my God, can you believe these kids trying to intimidate this Native American who turns out to be a Vietnam War veteran? Oh wait, it turns out that he's actually just a veteran from the Vietnam era, but he didn't actually go to Vietnam? Like the, the the narrative started breaking down pretty quickly, but the initial video was was kids smirking in MAGA hats, and now we're getting news publication articles and hot takes from celebrities like Alyssa Milano and other people about how the Make America Great Again hat is is the new white hood, 
and all that. And and I it's made me realize something. This event right here is a prime example of why we will never recover from what's going on. This video is a prime example of why we will never, ever recover. I really do wish that we could come back together as a country, as a people, even with our disagreements. I wish that we could end this divide that so many just love to fuel. They love to dump, they love to dump gasoline and other uh, accelerants on the fire rather than extinguish it. Some people just want to watch the world burn. And I'm looking at a lot of different media personalities, talking head pundits, and of course, you guys. Uh, because people have lost objectivity anymore. That's, that's really what it's come down to. People have lost objectivity anymore. We live in a world where if somebody sees... A red Make America Great Again hat. They have deemed the person wearing it racist, sexist, bigoted, homophobic, so many other things just from the hat. The hat triggers people. That's like, we're not adults anymore. We're not even adults anymore because you could see a red hat with white writing and you don't even have to read the white writing on the hat. And people will have mental breakdowns over the hat. Which is really, really hard for me to believe that a hat triggers you that badly. Another video broke showing these kids jumping and hollering and screaming as this Indian man is banging his drum. Saying, look, see, you know, these kids ain't so innocent. They were harassing this guy. And then... Even more video emerged. Showing that these kids were waiting in the vicinity of the Lincoln Memorial. Where they were told to gather. To meet. To get picked up from their field trip. When a group of, uh, I believe it was black Hebrew nationalists, uh, actually started hurling insults. And racial remarks, because, face it, folks, you can make racial remarks against a white person. I, I know you're going to argue that there's way too much white privilege and that people can't be made to feel bad or disparaged by the color of their white skin. Um, but that's what was happening, and they were being called children of incest and following the wrong god, and, and oh yeah, look at the Make America Greats against, against hats, and... So these kids were engaged by a group of people shouting obscenities. They walked away from that. Nathan Phillips, who is the Native American veteran, I will acknowledge that, the Native American veteran, Nathan Phillips, was banging his drum. He approached the kids. And according to his story, he was attempting to intervene between both groups and try to chill tensions and I believe that perhaps Mr. Phillips had good intentions thought he was 
being helpful in doing what he did. But now let's break it all down. Because what really happened is that we had a lot of bad decisions being made by all parties involved. And it blew way out of proportion because the way that the world works now is that everybody wants to be the first to grab something controversial, put it online, and put it out there so that they can have they can have that that ego stroke of being the first person to share it, number one. Number two, once once that's shared, nobody actually like does this anymore. Nobody actually like watches something that's posted online like a video or reading a statement or hearing an audio soundbite. Nobody actually like hears it initially and then goes, I'm going to further research this. They go, oh my God, look at this. That's it. That's what people do. And the news media, mind you, knows this about you. They know that you're not doing your research because you're going to them for the research. You're relying on them to tell you the truth. And they're relying on whatever they can get to get your eyes on their program so that the dollar signs can jack up for themselves. Controversy creates cash, folks. Why give you the whole story when I can give you a bit of the story at the beginning, get you hooked, cause a controversy? Who cares if I have to redact it? If I get you, if I get you and I get you there initially and you're hooked on it, maybe the narrative I pushed the first time will just stick anyway. Because that's exactly what's going on now. Many people don't want to admit that they just saw the first clip. They only saw the first clip. They only looked at the first clip. They don't give a damn about any other video clip that you're going to show them. Because those MAGA hat-wearing boys were wrong. Okay, and I call that uh, I call that a... Uh, uh, a bias issue. You're already set in your ways. You've already decided in your own head who's guilty and not guilty and who really needs help in all this. Some people even want to pick it apart as far as they were, I believe they were at the March March for Our Lives or March, March for Life. They were at the March for Life, this Catholic Covington school trip, the school from Kentucky was brought on a field trip to attend the March for Life. So the field trip was completely political movement based. You know, we could we could pick that apart if we want to. It's a private school doing what it will. So I mean, I don't know what argument you really want to try to pick on that. But everybody's got their biases. There's those people who say that the MAGA wearing hat kids are snooty, stuck up pricks who shouldn't have intimidated Nathan Phillips banging his Indian drum. There's people who concede that uh, Mr. Phillips approached the kids and therefore he initiated all of this. And then there's those that uh, look at the very first video and say that that started everything. And really it's a melding of all three of those things. It's a melding of all three of those things put together. I can make arguments about why I think a school shouldn't attend some political event like that in D.C., especially in this day and age where people can't be couth anymore. There's no couth. 
in this anymore. People are just out to destroy other people's lives. You know what happened after this video emerged of these kids? Who probably, mind you, did the kids mock the guy a little bit? Yeah, there's videos of that. Okay. I, you know, what would you have done if you were a teenager and this Indian man banging a drum approached you after you were just yelled at by a bunch of other people who and you, and you were called stupid crackers wearing MAGA hats, children of incest, praying to the wrong guy? Like, well, how would you act if you were a teenager? Probably stupidly. You know why? Because teenagers are stupid. People are stupid too, but teenagers especially are stupid. I was stupid as a kid. You were stupid as a kid. Everybody listening right now, and even not listening right now, was stupid at one point in their life. But we can't, we, it's like we can't just be there anymore. We can't just let people be stupid and realize, you know what, it's stupid, it's dumb. No, instead, now we're out to destroy people's lives. Because after this video emerged, Democrats, liberals, leftists talk about doxing these kids, figuring out who their parents were, and trying to ruin everybody's life off of a 30-second clip that they didn't even bother to research further. That is the problem. Ladies and gentlemen, that's the problem. You want to destroy other people's lives. At the end of the day, there was downright disgusting things I saw written on all sides of this story, including people saying that, you know, a Covington Catholic uh, could be doing for a school shooting. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. You're talking about how you want to take away gun rights of people. But then you're also talking about, oh, yeah, if a school shooting's going to happen, I hope it's at Covington Catholic. You're really moral, idiot. You're really freaking moral. Shut up. Get off your soapbox. Get off your pedestal. And don't ever talk about politics again. Get out. Because you're immature. You don't need to be a part of this conversation anymore. That's what, that's what we're in right now. We don't care about being decent. We don't care about being couth. We don't care about hearing the other side. We only care about destroying one another. That's what we do. That's what we do. We get hung up in our own biases. It is a cold day in hell when I agree with something that The View says. Listen to this. So the school kids were blamed for being the aggressors. But then the extended footage was released that showed a group of black Israelites mocking the kids and the Native Americans. Take a look. We are here to tell you what you have to do. You have to come away from the Lord. You have to come away from your religious philosophies and doctrines and start worshiping the true and living power, which which his name is Yahweh. That's who's the, the most high God. That's right. Pompous bastards over there wearing Make America Great. That's right. Little So many uh, people admitted they made snap judgments before these other facts came in. But is it that we just instantly say that's what it is based on what we see in that moment and then have to walk stuff back when it turns out we're wrong? Why is that? Why is do we keep making the same mistake? Because we're, we're desperate to get Trump out of office. You know, it's funny because people are laughing and clapping at that comment, but you know what? That's true. 
and I'm going to say why in a minute. That's the reason I think the press jumps the gun a lot because we just we have so much circumstantial evidence against this guy that we basically are hoping that you know Cohen's got the goods and what have you, and so it's wishful thinking. Right, but let's talk about the kids in this particular. <laughs> There's Whoopi Goldberg being a voice of reason, by the way. Question at hand. You also have Trump supporters. That also jumped to judgment, too. So I wouldn't say it's all to get Trump out of office. I think a collective we, as a society, jump to judgment today, and you believe whatever you want to believe. If you see that video and it helps the narrative that you believe in, then I think we're quick to jump on that. Yes, absolutely. I, I, I can't believe that I agree with every facet of this. Whoopi Goldberg talking about why do we do this? Is it just because of what we see? Then them saying, oh, it's because we want to get rid of Trump. Absolutely. So many people out there are blinded by the, just their hatred of Trump that they're not willing to concede because orange man bad. I don't like Trump. I've talked, I've spoken vehemently against Trump and his character. Do not like him. But damn me if people don't make me defend him because of their blind hatred. And that blind hatred is contributing to this environment in which people are just out to destroy other people's lives. You can't have disagreements anymore. No, 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 no. You can't have disagreements anymore because you need to destroy the other person's life. You need to get the last laugh. You need to make them miserable to prove that you're right and they're wrong. So my message to you, America, before I go on vacation and unplug and decompress for a while, is grow the hell up! Literally. I can't believe how many times in FritzCast episodes I have said, grow up. Because you just don't. Every time I say grow up, you just get worse. Alright? And if anybody wants to say, Oh man, this guy's being biased. He just hates the liberal... He, he hates us progressive people and all that. I don't. I don't hate anybody. I try not to hate anybody. Except Caitlin Bennett. I hate Caitlin Bennett. And why do I hate Caitlin Bennett? Because this was a video of her at the Women's March approaching a man... And a little girl, probably like six or seven years old, and this is what she did. Do you know what the number one cause of death in the United States is? She's walking up to the girl. It's abortion. The father no, says, actually, hey, I... back off. It's abortion. Shay, you have a right to one. <laughs> abortion is murder. Shay, stay away from her. Your daddy would have killed you. What will you do with to me? I'll abort you after. You'll abor abort me after term? Yeah, it's like late term abortion. You. At a women's march, you just said you would murder me. I'm not against uh, justice. Okay, so, but here's the thing, all right? So Caitlin Bennett, she's the Kent State gun girl. She's Liberty Hangouts director, and Liberty Hangouts is the least about liberty at all. It's just some Republican, you know, conservative blah crap on Twitter. She approaches this little girl talking like that, and, you know, the father says, back off. Now, mind you, I, you know, did let me just, you know, this is my also last bit. While we're doing political things and going to political rallies and all that, let's not bring children to them. Um, I think everybody wants to bring 
their kids to these things. Like, they're little kids. They're little six-year-old, seven-year-old kids to these things because they're, oh, they're historic and all that. These happen every year. Women's March happens every year. It's not it's not historic. It's not, it's not some big breaking. It's not going to be in a textbook for high schoolers years to come. All right? It's not. Your picture is not going to end up in a textbook. All right? Don't drag your kids to these things. That's what I would say. If I had a kid, I would not take my kid to any of this crap. I wouldn't. Okay, but this father did whatever his right. If you see kids as a, at a political rally, or at a political event like this, I would highly suggest to you, do not approach them. Because they're freaking kids. Because what I saw in this video was just harassment from a dumbass girl. For real. For real. Can we please lay the hell off kids? And while we're at it, while we're talking about the teenagers, can we please realize that teenagers are dumb? They're dumb. They might have made a dumb decision. It's not worth doxing them and their parents and sending them death threats and saying that their school should be shot up because that is also dumb. Knock, knock. Who's there? America. America who? You're all dumbasses. Tighten your fucking belts, pull your pants up, and start acting like adults. How about we do a little bit of that instead of watching a viral video and deciding that we hate these uh, MAGA hat-wearing teenagers and they deserve to die. Or I saw this viral video and this Indian man banging a drum approached these kids and he's dumb. Or maybe, just maybe, stop giving the news media the attention for it too because they pushed this narrative way beyond what it actually was. Nobody's actually really correcting the problem and because we're all stupid and set in our ways and wearing our blinders, uh, we're not really moving and budging from our positions much like our government isn't moving on the positions on the government shutdown. Thus, here we are. America. Take a look. Take a look around you, Dr. Hall. Democracy. What Plato called a charmed, unorganized government full of variety and disorder. Funny, I had no idea Plato had been to Philadelphia. Alright guys, that does it for me for this week. Next week, I will be gone. On vacation. In beautiful, not froze, not hell froze over Florida. Trying to enjoy myself a little bit and disconnect from all this chaos. So, uh, and I'm going to do the football talk. So if you if you if you waited this long for the football talk, congratulations. I don't have a prize for you. But we're going to talk about this. But real quick, hey, follow me on Twitter at FritzQS, FritzCast dot, uh, or Facebook.com slash TheFritzCast, Minds.com slash TheFritzCast, and FritzCastPodcast at gmail.com, email at your own discretion. Football. The football this past weekend was nuts. 
All right, both AFC and NFC, both the NFC and the AFC championship games went in the overtime for the first time ever in history. And both had equal controversial play calling. Uh, if, if anything has is, is come, to, come to light and come to the front, the NFL officiating is terrible. Uh, it really needs to be worked on. And uh, there could be a plethora of opinions there. Um, my, my prediction of the Chiefs and the Rams in the Super Bowl was only half right. Uh, I, I have sucked in the prediction category thus far. I have sucked tremendously. Uh, the Chiefs and the Patriots played a great game. I don't really, like people are talking about arguing about the overtime rules. You know, oh, the, in college, both star quarterbacks get to touch the field to see if they can do anything. You know, oh, both again, it can't be sudden death and and all that. It really needs to change the overtime rules. Well, you know what? How how long does the game have to be played? For a team to win, you have a certain amount of time, and if you can't get it done, you can't get it done. And then it goes into overtime, and the overtime rules are written as sudden death. If you score a touchdown, that's it. It's over. So it's really on your defense to stop it. So the Patriots won that coin toss. They got the ball. They drove down the field. Everybody knew what was going to happen. Uh, I prayed for a, a KC defensive stand, uh, uh, an interception, something to cap off and kill off the New England Patriots. And I didn't get it. I was really rooting for Andy Reid. Uh, um, Patrick Mahomes is an, is an amazing young quarterback. The team is a pretty strong and solid team, and they're not out of this thing. Next year, you're going to see KC again in that final, I believe. They are, they are right there, ready to take it. You know, it's it's a shame Andy Reid couldn't go and get his ring this year. You know, uh, I hope he doesn't bow out, and I hope they don't can him either. I mean, you go, you got, you get that far, you get to the AFC Championship. I wouldn't count Reid out yet until he takes you three more times and also doesn't win. All right, you have to go through the Eagles' pain to get there. All right, so go through it, KC. Don't just jump on Andy Reid for it. Uh, the Rams game, uh, obviously the blatant pass interference call that was missed. Everybody saying the Saints were robbed. I mean, you know, the, watching that game, it was a tough, hard-fought game. There was lots of penalties on both sides of the ball. I saw the Saints get off at least one or two plays where the play clock had definitely expired past zero. Um, they, they, there's a lot of controversial aspects you can talk about, but the Rams are going to the Super Bowl, whether you like it or not. Blatant pass interference, blatant missed defensive pass interference call or not. Uh, it sucks. It's bad, but you know what? Watching that game as well, Drew Brees didn't play his best. I saw some pretty shoddy passes from Drew Brees. And as far as the NFL like rigging it for narratives and such, I don't see the Rams versus the Patriots as a big money-grabbing narrative versus something like Tom Brady on the verge of retirement and Drew Brees in the same boat slinging it back and forth. Like, the money match, honestly, let's be honest, the money match is the Patriots not being in the Super Bowl at all. I was dead hoping for, like, KC versus the Eagles or KC versus the Rams. Now that it's the Rams and the Patriots, I am fueling all my energy 
to you, Rams fans. All my energy is going to you, Rams fans, in the hopes that you can do what the Eagles did last year. Because if you do do it, if Jared Goff gets the winning touchdown and wins game MVP over Tom Brady, it's done. It's over. Empire gone. If you pull it off. If you don't pull it off and Tom Brady wins, there's also the delightful aspect that he might want to retire because he's on top and he's got six rings. Of course, he gets six rings, then the infinity gauntlet is complete and he can snap away half of the NFL entirely. So think about that when you're thinking about who you're going to cheer for, not this Sunday because this Sunday is the useless Pro Bowl game, but two Sundays from now. Think about that. Think about it. And when you see the light, Come join me on the couch and cheer for the Rams in the Super Bowl. All right? That's what that's what I say. I say the Rams do it. The Rams do it. They win by a touchdown in the last quarter. They win by a touchdown in the last quarter. Jared Goff gets named MVP. And the final nail in the Patriots dynasty coffin is driven. If only we could be... So lucky. Love you guys, and I'll see you two weeks, two weeks from now.